my name is Mansi and I am obsessed with unearthing every little secret about parenting, babies, business and wellness that will help you navigate through all the questions you always wanted to ask but didn't know who to. I'm a simple woman from the maximum city who quit her high-paying marketing job to start India's most trusted discovery platform for parents after a six-month backpacking trip with her two-year-old daughter with just rupees 10,000. I now run a seven-figure online business with kidstoppress.com and connect with over 10 million parents a month. I share our favorites every single day on the website and on our social media so you can have the best moments with your children and leave the discovering to us. Think of this as your play date with a fellow mom over wine or coffee who loves her kids but also needs her happy ass without them. Shy away from the real talk? No ways. Whether it's money, business, failure, baby, sex or frustrations of not keeping it all together, we've got you covered. So now grab your tea, sit cozy and stay tuned for another stellar episode of Keep It Real Podcast by KidStopRest.com. And what we're talking about today and I'm very excited for our guest because she's going to be talking about edible education and uh, literally like how she's been globe trotting and raising a child who eats local breeds local uh, you know creating a lot of recipes out of local food and really what does local produce and local recipes mean so i'm quite excited about that uh, what we're going to talk about today is discovery of local foods so right from um, uh, you know stuff like metkut as you know kids grow older they stop absor- you know the eye, uh, protein absorption actually stops in them so how do you kind of ensure that uh, you know they still manage to get and they start rejecting a lot of protein like dals and a lot of pulses etc so we have chef chinu who's going to discuss a lot of stuff with us today and i'm quite uh, excited to actually chat with her today because i've been following her for a while now and I find her feed really, really real. Like I start actually making the best pohe recipe because of her. Um, so she's she's fabulous. Hey, okay. Manzi, you're tapping. Awesome. You have been like breaking the internet with everything that you've been doing, right? The besan laddu <laughs> recipe, the janta pohe. I don't think we call pohe anymore. We just actually call it janta pohe now in the house. Uh, okay, so how does it feel like from somebody who's been traveling all across the world to suddenly being under a lockdown? How are you dealing with this? Um, You know, I think it's like the universe sends you signs and things that you need to do because I've been talking about like I need structure and I need a routine and I need a routine and schedule for ZANU and uh, in fact that's why I moved back to Bombay because I was I've been living in and out of Goa for the last 10-15 years actually and um, I part of what like we're going to talk about is like every time I get like the city is too much and there's too much traffic and there's you know I'm not connected to nature and all my hippie ideals basically I used to always run away to Goa and I did that when I was pregnant as well and uh, when Zanu was like up till till she was a year old uh, I was she's been on like a flight every month of her life basically uh, and she's also gotten to be a pro at traveling as we are so I think it was definitely something that I needed to do which is kind of be at home, be with my family, be with my parents uh, be with like you know put down those roots like what I wanted you know Bombay would I always feel like Bombay is some place I come to to just make money or 
just make a living or i work 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 here and then i go away somewhere where i can like be my uh, you know beach self and be like uh, what i imagine myself to be but i think it's time to make this place this space where i am now also part of that ideal i want to live in you know and i think yeah. all of us have kind of just thought like when we are very stressed with work like i wish i lived on a farm and especially now i think a lot of people are thinking about like why don't i even have like one sad pudina plant outside my balcony <laughs> what was i doing like how much did i take everything for granted you know yeah that's true that's true but tell me how is uh, how's the whole process been right so bombay goa bombay and then you know how while you were there how do you discover local produce and how did the the pregnancy the postpartum and how do you get her introduced i know lots of questions but how do you basically everything that you did during the pregnancy as it like kind of gone into her and you know kind of does she enjoy your madness and and your uh, your connection with nature so i've always in my head i've like been this very like eco warrior sustainable kind of person but i don't know if in my actions i really was besides buying organic ingredients you know like i had yeah. nothing to do with actually where the food was coming from and stuff but what i did realize especially when i was pregnant and uh, postpartum and when we started uh, giving zanu her first foods and things like that is um postpartum especially like all the uh, different things that you're made to eat and some people resent it you know like all the laddus and the uh, methi and the galactagogs and you know stuff like that Yeah. and i realized like stuff like ali which is watercress and shatavari which is like an amazing ayurvedic herb but i feel like you know when you become a mom like when you go through that pregnancy process i don't know anybody who refutes the goodness of indian food that is actually given to the mother exactly. i don't know i don't know anybody like we literally go back to basics that time and that's yeah. the origin of who we are right so i just feel like in a way it's so strange that because you're responsible for someone else you suddenly become like this you know let me go back to basics and everything that grandmom said is correct right? body also craves it like when i was pregnant i only wanted to eat khichdi so basically i was eating baby food which <laughs> like you go back <laughs> not only after you'll have to eat baby food yeah exactly and then also when we started um, giving zanu her food you know like we started off with uh, a kind of baby led weaning thing which might have been a little different than traditional indian ways but what we fed her was very much local in terms of like uh, i remember her first food was a chiku from someone's farm next door to me in siolim in goa you know and um, at the, at that time i always did as a chef ingredients matter to me so i always spent a little more on ingredients even for myself but after i had her there was just no question about it if i could get my hands on something organic or if i could get my hands on something which is like artisanally made as opposed to like a major company or a processed thing yeah, i yeah. would just close my eyes and go for it you know so so, so tell me when is when we talking about edible education and bringing our yeah. kids and families eating local and seasonal the myth yeah. is always yeah. that organic is equivalent to expensive is like way over budget is that a myth right. or that's that's reality it is more expensive because uh, 
it's not as easy to grow vegetables if you're going the organic way also it's a most organic farms are much smaller in scale compared to your massive monocultures which have like hybrid seeds and are pumped with fertilizers and are assured a crop you know so i always find it again as a chef and as a foodie like uh it's how you would spend on well made cheese or good quality chocolate or um you know uh, good honey uh it's more difficult to make it's uh, and yeah. it tastes better and it's better for you so uh, why wouldn't you why do we expect our food to be cheap when we are willing to spend our money on so many other things which don't actually physically go into our body like you know people ask me right. how do you have good hair or like how are you thin or whatever you know i'm not saying organic food gives you either <laughs> but i mean <laughs> this is the stuff that actually makes a difference and especially to your kid um yeah coming back to that yes it is more expensive but the more we start supporting uh, our local uh, small smaller setups and industries and people who are bothering to take the time to make it in a traditional way it's not mass produced Basically. Right. So tell me, what would your like? We can't get away with get get away without talking to you and actually digging into your resource book of the best places that you would recommend for all different kinds of produce, right? Whether it's honey, whether it's cheese, whether it's uh, you know veggies or, or you know like herbs or whatever breads and right. So basically to make it simple, list. I'll talk about like what Zanu eats. Yeah. Which is. Yeah. Uh, I mean her pantry basically. So I use conscious foods for a whole bunch of her staples. What I think people need to start doing is when they can eventually travel, uh, source out the stuff that is made over there. Like when we every time we go to the Himalayas, we ourselves go to like these little villages wherever where yeah. we happen to be, and we ask just these like random people like, hey, do you have any honey? And they usually do. no so and i think a lot of the uh, organic brand ghee's are also very good but they're quite expensive <laughs> those are expensive yeah. even for me uh, my mom also uh, makes ghee at home yeah and we are the few kind of best ones yeah it's the few Which best are- ones who actually get the good part about our mom's cooking and uh, you know g- growing up seeing them is that you realize like you know just the other day i was making mango juice on sunday and i realized that you know even the gutli which is left my mom yeah. would even dry that and then you crack right. that open and we were you know gujaratis have this thing for soft and uh, yeah. stuff right refreshment yeah. uh, mouth refreshments she would even break that and you know inside that you get little little seeds you chop yeah. that you fry that in ghee Oh, and then wow. you put some chaat masala and even that is actually very very healthy so i right. am just you know while i was doing that uh, making that amras i'm just thinking of oh, oh my god like you know if the matar is left and it's in season even the chilka they would saute it and make it into a you yeah, know like, like a side dish <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Like, wow you know and we are just so privileged and we just somehow just don't realize that or we just take that too much for granted right the thing is we waste so much um again edible education if it starts in a school or even in your on your terrace or in your community garden and the kid is planting the seed and seeing yeah. how long it takes for it to grow and seeing yeah. uh all the stuff you have to do to make sure the uh, you know worms don't get it and the pests don't get it and the diseases don't get it and all of that 
then you really take that fruit that you have or vegetable and you're like you want to use every bit of it you want to save the seeds you want to use the leaves you want to use the stalk you want to use the peel which we have gotten so spoiled with everything being available through the year haven't you managed to ensure that zanu eats local and how do you ensure you keep her do you are like are you like a strict mom that you say no no sugar means no sugar no processed sugar like what are your rules for her as a mom i can just put healthy food on her plate i have no uh, guarantee that she will eat it okay <laughs> like the she started out eating everything and then went through this only milk phase and now it eats basically uh bhindi fish and chapati for pretty much every meal unless i give her uh pasta or stuff like that but her basic eating habits because we just don't make anything else available like i don't really eat too much junk or uh, desserts unless we make the desserts ourselves so for me it's like she needs to eat good quality products uh, yeah. when it comes to uh, sweeteners for her food i mostly use dates and things like her porridge and stuff otherwise i use raw sugar because sugar per se is not really the demon it's made out to be it's if you only eat sugar or if you eat processed or too much refined sugar or if you eat only like uh, chocolates and you know uh, again stuff that is not made by people you know with it's the quality of the ingredients at the end that counts so we use raw sugar which is not brown sugar because brown sugar is basically white sugar with caramel put into it to make it brown So you have to be very careful about the brown sugar you're buying. You know you can't just. Uh, so we use only raw sugar, and it's very controlled. She eats fruits. She eats her ragi porridge or eggs. She uh, loves pasta like her dad. She loves cheese. Uh, How do you balance between uh, between you being uh, your Maharashtrian genes and husband's Swedish genes? Like, what happens to the food confusion in her head? So it's very clear in her. He's Swiss, and he's from a beautiful village where I uh, basically there's like cheese makers and chocolatiers and beautiful bakers and like amazing food all around. So when it comes to uh, cheese, chocolate, meat, she eats only Swiss products. <laughs> when it comes to organic, Meghna, have you were talking about that, and Madam is talking about only Swiss products. Cheese and chocolate, Ati. She's lucky, and the thing is, it's local where yeah. she's from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she loves uh, besan ladu. She loves ghee. She loves honey. She loves milk. She loves like meat kut. Uh, again, yeah. these are the uh, discoveries of your local traditions. I used to eat meat kut, uh, which is basically a blend of dry dals and spices and stuff. Which uh, if Your kid is not eating dal. You can just put like a spoonful of meatcoat and ghee in their rice, and they're sorted. You know. So. Um, what what is meatcoat? I have no idea. I'm it's never, a dry powder. It's okay. like um, it's like a gunpowder or a malaga puri, but it's not spicy. Huh. It's like made with dals okay. and spices and stuff. And I uh, actually read somewhere that. At around a year and a half, or two kids kind of stop uh, assimilating protein from dal, so they yes. just go off dal. Yes. Because Anu just stopped That's eating kitchen one fine day, and I was like, "What? Why? Like that was the one like proper meal with veggies and everything. I thought was like very uh, balanced and stuff. And 
now if she eats methkot and rice i have no problem with it you know and i also i yeah. travel with it ghee and methkot and the ragi mix is what i take everywhere with me uh, we've seen your my... packing supplies you like travel <laughs> like like the good gujarati yeah you are like done a swap like i literally planned nothing khakras and kepras was such a much. hit in switzerland okay people were going crazy over them zanu didn't have any left by the end of it because like my swiss family ate it all they were like wow, wow. <laughs> you taken over our legacy you can't do that they'll feel deprived <laughs> it's only our adhi Like I don't want to seem like one of those crazy moms. Although the first trip we took with her, which was I remember to Coorg when she was five months old, I I, I was ridiculous. I think I was about fifty kilos overweight. I had like uh, a pressure cooker with me. I had one of those, you know, the uh, steamer puree. Those guys. I had her sterilizer. I had like this. Then I realized that. She didn't eat any of the stuff that I carried for her, and she exactly. only ate like dosa and stuff. But like I carry all the stuff when I'm going to a home. So when we go to our home in Switzerland, or when I'm going to like a friend's house in uh, the Himalayas right. or whatever, um, when I know I have a base, I'm not lugging this around like on a uh, trans-country yeah. tour. But no, I yeah, would not yeah, do yeah. that with her. Like. Uh, This is when I know I have like a regular kind of routine, and I have a place in a kitchen and stuff, so I carry all that stuff. Somebody has actually asked us, tell us about the ragi mix. So the ragi. Mix, so the ragi I mean, mix is. Well, yeah, I've actually posted a video I about. I just make a ragi it. porridge with the atta, right? Which is like a rab. So we mix. We keep a mix of ragi, brown rice, almond powder, and elaichi. It's on my wall. If anybody yeah. uh, has the time to go through it, the exact recipe is there. And also, then what to do with it? How to make the porridge out of it? But the good thing is that it's already ready, and then you don't need to really buy any like instant food item yeah. to travel. Yeah. This is your instant. Me too. Food. That's exactly <laughs> what I do. That I keep the ragi, ragi atta always. And I yeah. just and Gujaratis have something which is called rab, which is basically roast atta and ghee. Add good, yeah. and uh, if you don't add good, you can even add the dates or whatever banana. And right. then you just add water and you know make it like a uh, and it and and add ajwain in it because it's typically in the oh, warmer, right. in the cooler, in the cooler months, right? So you don't develop right. infections or it's just warmer right. for the body. And of right. course in the monsoon because ragi is high in iron, so we typically do yeah. that. And the other one is. Oatmeal pancake mix, which again I just keep. It's like my go-to thing when nothing works. Yeah, sure. No, I think you listen. Every no, you can't make everything from scratch every day, right? Yeah. So you have to be yeah. a little smart and like um, uh, keep your pantry sorted. I think that's for adults also. Like a lot of people are like, right. "How are you cooking all these things in lockdown and stuff?" I'm like, "Yeah, because I have every single sauce ever produced in the world in my kitchen." uh plus yeah. a whole bunch of amazing raw materials to cook from right so like i yeah. think it applies to you there's a line between going like too processed and uh, ready to eat but you still need yeah. a few things sorted out whether it's homemade or you buy it in bulk or whatever it is you know right tino and me were discussing that when we talk of edu- edible education and uh, for kids or when we talk eat local eat seasonal we're not saying this in your treat khichdi like 365 days a year right that's clearly not we what we mean what we mean is even if it's a pizza and tino will obviously elaborate on this because she's the chef she's the chef is how do you make it how do you reduce the carbon footprint between your food and yourself right so tino do you want to elaborate right. on that so- 
so what i'm talking about eating locally and eating seasonally is because a lot of us think that then you just have to eat a really boring like dal chawal every day kind of a thing it's not you don't have to take it so literally you need to yeah. what we need to do is create a more thriving local food economy in terms of like of course you have your indian superfoods and it's important to support amaranth as much as you support quinoa and it's important to support your sabja seeds as much as much as you support your chia seeds or amla yeah. as opposed to acai berries you know at the end the uh, nutritional quotient is as much and you're also helping uh, some farmer who doesn't have the access to getting all these exotic seeds uh, also make a living i was talking about like Yes, there is dal chawal, and yes, there are your local local superfoods and your heirloom varieties that your grandma knows about. But also, when it comes to baking bread or making pizza, like we, I was talking about the pizza we made the other day with flour that has been milled in the hills by someone who really cares for where he's sourcing the grains from. Um, the tomato sauce was made from organic tomatoes from Offerings Farms, which is in Pune, which we get a lot of our vegetable vegetables from. Since you were asking. the cheese we decided to use burrata which is made in by galoka dairy which is a gujarat based mozzarella and burrata um, again using local milk using local people uh, the basil was grown on our terrace uh, you don't have to this so people are also um, kind of getting into maybe not our traditions but following some tradition and using yeah. local ingredients using local manpower training people how to make something really well which was only imported before so it doesn't have to be uh, only your uh, jawar and bajra it can be sardo bread it can be amazing chocolates it can be cheese it can be stuff like that but you're encouraging smaller setups uh, artisans uh, people who care about their product basically to by buying from them by going to farmers market someone's asking what's the best right now sticking to authentic food or experimenting so firstly i think it's amazing people are cooking again uh, why yeah. don't our kids know how to cook forget growing their own food why don't they know how to cook my husband yeah. could make pasta when he was 10 years old because his mom used to be at work sometimes and he was hungry and he had to feed himself you know everybody is not as we don't everyone doesn't have an army of people around them especially kids yeah. and teaching involving i was allowed into the kitchen when i was a kid i mean there was the gas there was the knives there was all these scary things and basically kids are just shooed out of the kitchen but we are now cooking with zanu we're uh, getting her excited about being a part of the food making process you know yeah. and i think yeah i agree that is as important whether you want to experiment whether you want to make something uh, like a pickle whether you want to make something totally like uh, something you've never made before that but you know my fondest really... memories you know of yeah. food come from childhood because i have made the pickle i put ghee on the roti i right. i could never bellow it i've just mastered it in yeah. this lockdown yeah. but i could seko it really well <laughs> i haven't but i still don't know how to make it fondest, <laughs> fondest memories of food are only from childhood like i still like and, and you know yesterday on my stories i put this up like i grew up with neighbors sending food right so while i was a gujarati right. somebody was a marwari somebody was a jain so you know like i grew up with so many different palates and different tastes of food that it just it just 
expose me to so many different kinds of food right and different sure. tastes that 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 helps that's a lot. the edible education that we're talking about it's not just something you learn in school it's about community and like right yeah. now people don't have any communities to fall back on in a lockdown because yeah. uh, earlier when people had to make pickles or when they had to make papad or like in my family when they had to make modak for ganpati you needed a lot of hands you needed people to kind yeah. of gather together you needed people to come together and help you you couldn't do it alone because it was damn yeah. boring first <laughs> to sit and like all these processes are quite time consuming so yeah. you know what i realized that when i was roasting that besan for the besan ka ladu and i was like no, no, wow, I, yeah, i was uh, you know just the other day i was talking like you know we we put uh, and we store a lot of grains right and and i was chatting with my mother in law and she said that you know these uh, what do you call these stones that we put inside to actually store food is actually something that my husband's great grand mom has made What's and they plastered it up inside how interesting so it's, it's basically uh, made out of mud and mercury so you don't put any those pills or anything they're made your, of mud and oh, mud and mercury right so mercury actually helps uh, preserve food for a longer time and not get you basically have kidas in your food and i was just trying to tell her why did you not learn all these uh, you know telling her why did you not learn all these things because they're going to be so relevant now right um right. and then of course red right. neem and kadu patta leaves and all of that um, oh, so so yeah do you do that no we don't in fact i'm going to uh, hit you up on this exactly how you do that I do have to sorry yeah I was just telling him about how people preserve food and you know like right now people are storing yes. food and they're like how do you ensure that the kidas don't fall in the food and like you know good old exactly. castor oil comes into play and stuff right. so uh, you know so so stuff like that so I think right uh, I think my love for food began because I grew up seeing my mom do all of this and I was yes. part of the process um and I'm sure that you know that's something that inculcated into the bachchas from now so i'm i'm hoping that it's going to play yeah, a big role in so much of that also because i mean uh, it was uh, not as convenient as it is today like i remember the grains going to the local mill and like you know i sound ancient but um, yeah. i mean yeah where are the local mills there are none anywhere around you know you know i'm a generation so, older you know so we had a mill at home Wow that's amazing so that's the thing right so firstly <laughs> i think this notion of like people have very quaint notions of who they are in their heads including me yeah. you know i'm like i'd love to grow my own food i want to make my own pickles and all of that and at the end you're eating like some takeout chinese from somewhere right <laughs> so how do we reconcile uh, who we think we are or who we want to be with what we are actually doing in our actions living in the city do i want to be a yeah. farmer no i don't want to wake up at 5 in the morning to water the plants and uh, i have to deal with all the vagaries of farming life okay i've tried it out i've i've done like biodynamic farming and i've lived on a farm and i've lived in these like totally isolated places all over the world and i realized that that's really not for me and i think anyone who's like oh i wish i could live on a farm right now is like they don't know how hard it is to live on a farm you know right but we need to get some of that into the city like uh, again teaching your kids how to grow some kind of food how to harvest it how to cook it how to then share a meal with their friends or their community eat it together uh, how to compost it afterwards what happens yeah. to all your waste i mean now that the 
kachra guy is not coming every day and stuff like that everyone's like wow your online deliveries are creating like landfill after landfill you know yeah. uh what are these kind of actions of learning about food really educate uh adults and kids how to be better people i think you know and i think no, that's absolutely. really important. I think we just take the last question before we end. Somebody's actually asked when Ayurveda says to avoid eating leftovers and okay. eat freshly cooked. How do you manage portions and leftovers? So this again depends on like wh- why is it that every kid's cooking book that comes from the west is about making big batches and freezing them yeah. and uh, all our uh, Indian traditions because there was always some lady yeah. in the kitchen ready to cook every single meal from scratch right uh, so uh, either you have to want to be that lady or you don't that's pretty much yeah. a personal <laughs> call you know yeah uh, if you want to be that lady then of course eating food as you heat it again and again the nutrients get lost but i am a true believer in this again i learned from my mom she makes amazing use of like uh leftovers she has killer freezer man- management and when we spend a lot of time uh making a big sauce like even we do now with i put up this post about zanu's pasta sauce you know which has a bunch of vegetables like basic yeah. tomato sauce for, like a pomodoro sauce for pasta and pizza and stuff we always make a big batch and store it in little ziploc bags and a uh, quick easy dinner becomes uh much simpler and it's also something which Absolutely. i know where every ingredient has come from you know it's not something that's yeah. bottled yeah it doesn't have preservatives in it uh, i have made it i know what is going into my kids body um but it's easy so yeah it just yeah. depends on how much time no i have. think i think guys the key is to strike the balance like i agree with uh, chinu that even i make big batches of hummus and pasta uh, pasta sauce and just keep it uh, for the chutneys i'll just chutneys and lemon juice i just freeze it in ice trays so you just take it out whenever you know you need yeah. one so you don't spoil the rest of the stuff so i think right. that is true but i agree that uh, if we're cooking fresh it's definitely better but i think as uh, old school my mm, I, I, and again i have no formal education but i think just just what our grandmoms were doing and our moms were doing when food you know like if you just transform the food into a different form like i remember as a child the khichdi left over from the night would go into the thepla atta the next morning and you will get oh, the nice. softest yeah. you will get the softest theplas ever and then it becomes like you know the missing protein of the thepla will be added with the with the right. main right so uh, and the softness is with the with the rice so i just feel like when it sometimes or like my if i have leftover cabbage she'll tell me make it into a paratha in the evening and nobody will even figure out and i've done that and it works <laughs> so yeah. i think it changes form it's great but i don't uh, think that you know either of us uh, would would want to waste food either and i don't think we would want to uh, especially in times like today uh, we won't waste any leftovers for sure yeah and that's the thing like here anyway we are lucky that there's barely any leftovers there's always someone who will eat the food you know so yeah. and you yourself should be happy to eat it the next day and not waste yeah this is incredible thank you so much and i'm sure this is going to help a lot of people and uh, thank you i'm sorry i haven't been reading the questions and uh, comments i uh, have we have many okay. unanswered questions but uh, 
we try and get uh, get chinu to kind of come back and reply to these comments sure i'm happy to and i think just having a balance like not very uh, extremist uh, point of view is good you know like you don't have to go and be a hermit somewhere but you don't yeah. have to be like over capitalistic over materialistic either you can be स्क्रीनशॉट एंड टैग ऑन इंस्टाग्राम इट्स